Blog Talk Radio. This is a session which is part of the series titled Wisdom for Happy, Successful Living. This is the first session in that series, Wisdom for Happy, Successful Living. This is an esoteric study of selected parables of Jesus. And since we've used the term esoteric, let us address ourselves to its meaning for a moment. Esoteric indicates inner, inner meaning, spiritual meaning, real meaning. Words and figures are exoteric, outer, external symbols. Esoteric interpretation reveals the inner, real meaning behind the exoteric are outer words and symbols. The first parable that I have selected for our study is the parable of the prodigal son. It is my favorite parable. Also, in his story of the life of Christ, calls it the greatest story ever told, to which I'm in agreement. This parable of the prodigal son, told by Jesus, I call the sweetest story ever told. And since we're talking about parables, let's get a working definition for the word parable. I like the following definition, which I will quote from Dr. Irving Seale's book, Learn to Live. Dr. Seale states, literally, the word parable means a comparison. It is from the Latin parabola, which in turn is from the Greek word which means placing beside, to compare, similitude. Every parable, therefore, is two stories placed side by side, or two meanings thrown beside each other for comparison, unquote. Now, I want to give you my definition of parable. Parable, one story which tells another story by comparison. Another story between the lines of a story. A second story beside the first story. I think that's an interesting definition for parable, and right away I will have to address myself to those who call themselves fundamentalists and insist upon a literal interpretation of the Scripture. I'm going to make this statement and never forget it. It is impossible to interpret the Bible literally and get the intended meaning. The Bible itself, and the writer says of Jesus, without a parable spake he not unto them. Now that's interesting. St. Matthew, the 13th chapter, and the 34th verse. All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables. And without a parable spake he not unto them. Then how in the world are you going to interpret or understand Jesus Christ literally? I mean, how in the world is a whole religious belief system to say we interpret the Bible literally? I mean, professors with doctorates, DDs, with schools and theological cemeteries, I mean seminaries galore, thousands of them, the world over, who will declare we are fundamentalists and we interpret the Bible literally. No wonder they don't know who Jesus is or who they are. 
I just read you the scripture that says of Jesus that he spake to them in a multitude of parables. And without a parable spake he not unto them. And so a parable is what? A two-story story. Now that is good. I've never heard that before. Pretty good, Reverend Ike. Pretty good. So again, I want to make the statement, and it would help a lot of religious people the world over if they would understand the statement which I repeat. It is impossible to interpret the Bible literally and get the intended meaning. Yes, there is a lot of history in the Bible, but history is not the intended purpose of the Bible. All of the personalities and events of the Bible are dramatizations of the working of the consciousness of man. So again, my definition of parable. A parable is one story which tells another story by comparison. A parable is another story between the lines of a story. A parable is a second story beside the first story. A parable is a two-story story. I like that. That's original, by the way, with Reverend Ike. Just hot off of the press. And so now we are about to consider the parable of the prodigal son from the lips of Jesus. The first story in the story of the prodigal son is certainly a beautiful story. As I say, the sweetest story ever told because it is the story of the great love between a father and his son. That's the first story. But if that is as far as you go with the story, if that's all you get, you have missed the real story. You can get a lot of beautiful things out of the Bible, but you must always look for the second story. Now, here is a rule of hermeneutics, which all of the professors at the theological cemetery may or may not approve of. But I say that in all scripture, there is always a second story. Together, in all scripture, there is always a second story. And get in the habit, as you study the scriptures from this point on, of looking for the second story. And unless you get a second story, you have not gotten the story. For example, in the parable of the prodigal son, it's a beautiful story to see the great love between that father and that son. But you've missed it all if you do not go to the second story and understand that this is also the story of how much God loves you, all mankind. As a second story, the parable of the prodigal son is also the revelation of how man gets away from God in his thinking and what happens to man when he gets away from God in his thinking. But it is also the story of how man may come back to God in his thinking and the blessing of man coming back to God in his thinking. The story between the lines, the second story of the first story in the parable of the prodigal son also identifies the Father's house as man's true consciousness of God. 
And unless you get that second story behind the first story, uh, beside the first story, you have really missed the whole story. As a matter of fact, all of life is a two-story story. And when you come to understand that even your life is a two-story story, then you can get a handle on your life. You see, because the outer story or the outer experience of your life is only a projection of the thinking story that's going on in your mind. Your experience is not the real story of your life. Your thinking is the real story. That's where the real happening happens in your mind. Now, to the sweetest story ever told. The parable of the prodigal son from the lips of Jesus Christ from St. Luke, the 15th chapter, the 11th through the 32nd verses. And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto him his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took a journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in Radio.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday Show with your host, Akeem L., here on Hindsight Radio, the information station changing the nation. Wow. You know, I've been saying that same thing for seven years or close to eight. 
I was just thinking that how the time has gone by so fast. You know, time goes by fast when you're having fun. I have fun doing this show. I have fun delivering these messages. It's the time between shows that I, I, I tend to get into issues because I have, you know, you have my mind gets distracted with all kinds of illusionary tales that I tell myself. Illusionary things that I my my what do you call what I what's the name of the show? Your divine self identity. See, sometimes you can lose track of that. You can lose track of your divine self identity. You know. You can get caught up in petty arguments. You can get caught up in petty, uh, egotistic ideals of yourself. You know, whenever you look outside of yourself for something to be a problem, there's always going to be a problem. And the reason why that is is because Everything outside of you is not you. Everything outside of you is a manifestation of what's inside of you. So when you're looking at something out there as the problem and this is this and this is that, and you're laying claim to someone or something or some situation as being the problem, you'll never see the truth. And you will never, ever, anyone to fully agree with you when you come from that point of view. That's that's why we have arguments. That's why we disagree. Let me make sure y'all can hear me. Can y'all hear me out there? Can y'all hear me out there? Well, before I get into this, Before I really get into what I'm about to say, somebody just hit me up in the chat and tell me. I'm waiting. (laughs) Hey, y'all a little slow to the keyboard tonight. Y'all awake? Oh, so yes. Okay, somebody said they can hear me. Thank you. Corinne, Joshua Morin, and I see all you guys shouting out to me for a birthday last week. Yes, my birthday was last week, October the 27th. We went out to dinner with some friends, some good friends. Uh, they treated me to, to dinner. I enjoyed myself, and I thanked them. You know, it's very hard to have five lifelong friends. I've been friends with my, my boy Thomas for like over 30 years now. <laughs> Time flies. You know, we lost contact for a good while. He got married. I got married. And so we moved on with our lives and we reconnected. And now we spend a lot of time hanging out and going to dinners and stuff like that. And the funny thing, his birthday is in November uh, as well. Mine's is October. His is November. We're all our birthdays. His wife's birthday is close together. My daughter's birthday was the week before. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. But anyway, what was I talking about? Whenever you look for a problem outside of you, 
you will never get to the truth. You will never get an answer. You will always find conflict whenever you decide to make the problem outside of you or identify with the problem as being outside of you. Oh, Joaquin, that's not true in all cases. Yes, it is. Because when you really dig in the deep core of every situation you find yourself, you are living a perfect life. You can either live in a perfect heaven or in a perfect hell, but your life is perfect. There is no such thing as imperfection. There is no such thing as an imperfect you. These are the lies that you've been told by your churches, that you're imperfect and you can never live up or measure up to God. But what if I told you God never asked you to live up to him? He only asked that you believe in him and abide and connect and become Christ-like. He only asked those things. He never said that you had to measure up to anything. But what he did say was that you will do greater things than he. He told that to his disciples. You think that was only for his disciples? If you become a disciple of Christ, then you are one of those he was speaking to. That message transcends and transfers throughout time. So there is no such thing as a wretched you. There is no such thing as an imperfect you. You are perfect. See, the problem, people identify with perfect as only being a good thing. Only good things come out of a perfect thing. But yes, bad things come out of a perfect. See, when you understand the true sciences of the mind, the spiritual lessons of this time and the time before and times to come, when you understand what perfect really means, it means that every idea, every thought you have has brought you to this moment and brought you to this experience. Therefore, this moment is perfect. It is exactly what you asked for. Oh, what? I can't? You, you mean to tell me? Me not having the money, not being able to pay my bills, I asked for that? Yes, you did. In some form or fashion. You may not ask you for it indirectly, but you may have asked in the form of this. And I'm broke. Things are hard. This job not paying enough. I can't get ahead. Everybody's against me. The government keep making rules that hurt me. The school is no good. I don't have enough education. Yeah. When you speak these words out of your mouth, whatever comes after that is perfect because you created the experience for yourself. You created this experience so that you can transcend to higher levels of consciousness. But sometimes when we create these experiences, what we call bad or define as bad, we forget that this is a lesson. This is just a process of purging yourself and becoming more conscious of yourself. 
so that you can create perfectly good situations for yourself and not perfectly bad situations for yourself. See, once you understand how powerful you are, how to identify with your d- divine self-identity. I know we're talking about know your nationality. Isn't that the, the word or the catchphrase of this community? You need to know your nationality so you can be sovereign from the government and all this all this other jazz they talk about, right? <laughs> yes, and I, I agree. You need to know your nationality. Very important. But what is your spiritual nationality? What is that? That's way more important than any governmental nationality or any label that you identify with other than your spirituality. Because you should be identifying with the nationality, the spirituality, and the divinity of Christ. If you identify with anything else other than that, Every experience outside of that will always be a perfect chaos, perfect storm. <laughs> Excuse me. Take a sip. Ask the ancestors, the spirit of the God in me, to come through. Everything. Let me let me let me go back. If you do not identify with your spiritual nature, your divine nature, and become to love and associate yourself with that, everything other than that will bring you a perfect storm. So when you see what you call chaos in your life, ask yourself, are you identifying with your divine self-identity? Are you connected to your divine self? Are you looking to the real source of your power within you, the God in you? Are you? Because if you're experiencing anything but the divine bliss, divine peace, then you're not. You're not connected to the divinity within you. And I'll say it again. Every experience that you're experiencing at this moment is perfect. You are perfect. There is nothing wrong with you. Everything is right with you. Once you understand that the author, the orchestrator, the disseminator, the, the very power that is in working through your life is the God in you, and you could deliver yourself a perfect hell, perfect heaven. You are the power. You are the way, the truth, and the light in your life. You. Yes, this is blasphemy to most religious, religiously minded people. That's blasphemy. Only Christ can deliver me. Only the Christ, he is coming to save me, and he ain't come yet. Well, it's been over 2,000 years. And if you sit there waiting for Christ to come back physically, if you're waiting for this Christ, he, I'm sorry, you're going to be waiting for another 2,000 years or more. 
No, you're going to be waiting for an eternity because Christ already returned in a lot of folks that realize where the Christ resides. The Christ resides in you. The, in Christ, it simply means the awareness of your divine self, your divine self-identity. That's it. It's that simple, people. It's nothing more complicated than that. There's nothing more less complicated than that. It is that simple. The divide, the Christ arrives the moment you realize of you, who you are in, in God and how God works through you as you and is you. Once you realize that, Christ just arrived. He showed up. And once you realize that, then you can show out. You can manifest anything that you desire. The only difference in people, you know, see, we look at people with all kind of powers. You know, we have we look at people who are great basketball players, great football players, great golf players, great musicians. We look at these people, and we look at them, and oh wow, they're so talented. We actually had this discussion. I didn't. Oh, the other night, and they and I they were giving me accolades, which I really thanked them for seeing me in that light. Man, that's a talent. You turn into a whole other person when you do your show. You you do that. That's a talent. Yes, it is a talent. It's one of the many talents. Remember, I read the scripture and the talents and the the the. the the servants that had all of the talents is what you do with the talent to make it grow. One had one talent. He just went and buried it somewhere. Didn't do anything with it. See, that's blasphemy. When you have talent built inside of you and you're not duplicating it, you're not sharing it, you're not making it grow within you. And then as it grows in you, spreads out to people who witness these, what they call talents, then you commit blasphemy against God. And what God am I talking about? The God in you? Because every time you blaspheme against God, you are basically spiritually killing yourself. You are experiencing a spiritual death. When you do not, you know you got, I, I know, I know people out there, I know everyone, has a talent that they can, what is the word, that they can show off, that they can manifest, that they can work on. Some of you are just sitting there, I know I can do this. I know I can, I can, I can, I can go out here and make me some money with my own business. I know it. I know people will like it. But you hold back. Why? Why do you hold back? Because you allow the devil, number one devil in your life, is your own self-doubt. That's the devil. Because what does the devil mean? What does he Satan? It's in the opposer, the manslayer. Let me change the word from man. Let me change it. The spiritual manslayer. See, it's very, the body is nothing, just a shell. But they, when you kill the spirit of a person, you have just killed. You have just destroyed them. See, that's the number one devil in your life. Your own self-doubt. 
your own unwillingness to move past and get over the fear of being successful. That's what's killing you. You do things. You say things. You go share your ideas with people you know that don't give a damn about how successful you are. But they do give a damn about telling you how unsuccessful you will be. Will be. Oh, yeah, they love telling you that. Oh, you're going to do that? Oh, man, you got to. Mm. I don't know about that. I don't know. Sometimes I'm guilty of that. I got to be careful. Got to watch it. All of us can can say that we've been guilty of that because we think we're doing some doing that person a favor. We want to save them from harm. But remember, people have to walk their own walk. They have to experience their own difficulties. They have to experiencing experience their own what do you call adversities. Why? Because it's through adversities you become a better person. That's what reveals who you really are. And sometimes we try to stop people from going through their adversity, going through their challenges. We we try to put our hands on people's divine path. Some adversity is part of the divine path. And because sometimes we're not, don't have the courage to do something, we try to tell other people not to do it because we didn't have the courage. Oh, that didn't work. Uh-uh. I have a, I have a, I have done that. I, when I really dig deep and I really do some real self-examination, yeah, they were saying at the the, the dinner, they were saying, "Oh, that's just that's just the talent. You, you you're experienced. You're good at that." And I was saying that I don't think I'm any different from anybody else. I just so happen to be aware of my talents, and I try to multiply them. I try to make them grow. I I make them grow, and I look to multiply them. That's the difference. It's all the difference. That's the difference. See, sometimes you don't even know what your talent is until you start working in something, until you start doing something. You know, if I would have told it seven, eight years ago that I've been sitting here, hindsight radio, doing a show like this right now, I would have laughed. I would have, what? It wasn't even an idea. It wasn't even a thought. But as I walked in the talent that I thought I had at the time, I developed over time. This is, this is what you call a continuing education, a continuing self-development process. Why ideas and, and, and powerful remedies come to me? Because I'm continually knowing that I need more information. I need to grow. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just saying this. This is my experience. There is no one. I share ideas with people for the most part. But. I get ideas from people sharing different, um, you know, information, and I go research that information, then it opens up a door for more information. I keep building on 
what I already know. That 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 reminds me. Let me see. Where's the scripture? Okay, I'm not on the right computer. Hang on. It is uh, first, first Corinthians 9 to 10. 1 Corinthians 9 Let's look that up. Let's look it up. First, I, I use this as my, um, as my email signature. How I deliver messages. Um, three, I'm sorry, chapter three, verses nine through ten. I'll, I'll share the screen in a second. I shall, I want to do the King James Version. KJV, where are you? Okay, here we go. Let's share the screen. Share, present, home tab. It says here, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. See? You are a master builder, building on foundation, which is the talent that was built in you, your God-given divinity. You must embrace that. And if you don't embrace that, you're going to catch hell. Life is going to be hard. Life is going to be difficult. Yes, see, even when you embrace it, you're going to receive difficulties. But through those difficulties, because you have embraced that, you will overcome. But when you have not embraced that, you will be a person who has no idea how to work themselves out, meaning you will become faint out of fear, not knowing the way out. You will look to politicians. You will look to your family. You will look to people. You will look to systems to find a fake way out. Isn't that what most people do in this, this work this, in this area? They look to systems. They look to systems like discharge. Acceptable for value. The brother that got caught up last week in that trial, he was looking for a system, some type of idea of what the freedom was. See, if he was living in the power of his own true identity, he would not, his own spiritual divine identity, that would have never happened. Because when you're living in your true divine identity, harming someone doesn't come to you. And this is why he couldn't see the truth of how to even fix his situation. 
He didn't see the truth in that. He had no what you call spiritual self-identity, or what's the other word? No spiritual accountability. Are you accountable? Are you spiritually being accountable for yourself? And I'm not just talking about from just the spiritual standpoint, even in a physical standpoint. Are you managing your fears in a spiritual manner? Remember, I keep talking about the unincorporated religious associations you guys need to set up. Connect your trust to these things. Connect all your commerce, your business, through all of these things. Remember, it said, put forth the kingdom of heaven and then all these things, kingdom of heaven and its righteousness, and then all these things shall be added to you. What does that mean? Let's just read that again. I've read that before, over and over. But every time I say it, it comes. It brings about a new revelation. Give me a second. I'm pulling it up. And that's uh, Matthew six thirty three. Share that now. It said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. So what does that mean? Just go to church and sit back and listen to a pastor? No. It means first and foremost, get your consciousness into the Christ consciousness vibration. Secondly, once you do that, take and transform your physical commerce into the Christ vibration. And after that, all these things will be will be added to you. You will receive that promise that was promised down through the generations of Abraham. Oh, there's a promise. There's a spiritual promise and there's a physical promise. When I mean by physical, there is a monetary promise there. And it's right there in front of your face. You must pass down. You must first get in line so that you can pass down your inheritances, your 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 your, your spiritual inheritance to your heirs. But you'll never see it. You will never overstand it. You will never understand it. You will never side understand it until you become spiritually connected to the Christ mind, until you renew your mind in Christ. Hmm? Give me a second. I'm looking up something. Every time I say something, it always brings me to something else. One second. I know some of y'all who are who, and I'm not speaking to the spiritually connected people. I'm only speaking to the ones that are still looking for that, putting forth the monetary, the money, the the the, the things they can get. 
first. This is who I'm speaking to. I know some of you, it pisses y'all off and upsets y'all that I speak in such parables like this, that I speak in code. I'm only following Christ. Didn't he speak in code? Didn't he speak in, because parable is another word for code, cryptic. That's all it is. And I just spoke a, a powerful parable earlier, just a few minutes ago. And maybe somebody will catch on. Maybe some won't. But even Christ had to explain it to his apostles. Even though he told these parables, he said, why do y'all, why, why, Lord, do you speak in such parables? Why? Because. Because the people will hear and they will not, still won't hear it. They will see it and still won't see it. They will touch it and still won't be able to feel it. So that's why he's speaking power. But then he still had to break the code to his disciples. So, yeah, there's people I talk to and I, I break these things that I say down that are sounding so cryptic to so many. Sorry. That's just the way it is. Romans 12, 2. I'm not going to scare the screen on this one. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So you have to renew your mind in order to test and approve what God's will is. If you don't renew your mind, you can't, you're not getting there. You're not getting to that gate. And even in this, with y'all, you know, this community trying to, crack different codes, you're not going to get that either. There is something there. But you have to renew your mind. You have to become Christ-like. And then you will see heaven. See, in order to get to heaven physically, you must get to heaven in your mind because that's where heaven is heaven is there let me see something let me take a swig here hold on I read this one too I read this one. Let me see if I can get this on. Um, what was that? Okay, this is it. Let me share the screen here. Man on the road, by the way, if you guys want to get on with me and have this discussion with me, the number is across the stream, 563-999-3615. The phone line is open. I haven't had it open for a while. If y'all want to get here and, and, and get into this discussion, this spiritual, spiritual discussion, I know some of y'all want to talk about that other stuff. We got so much time to talk about that. We do. We have to put forth the kingdom of heaven first. And I'm sorry if that bothers 
some people who don't want to hear this message. Hey, I know. Actually, let me stop saying that. That's not. I'm not sorry at all. I'm just sorry that you don't get it. That this is where you need to be at. Your mind needs to be focused on this because this is where the truth is. All right, let's let's share the screen. Jesus comforts his disciples. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. He said, they know where he's going, and they know it. They know it. They knew it. They know it, but they didn't knew it. it. I know that's a tongue twister. They were still a little confused because they were still thinking in the physical realm. They wasn't thinking in the mental, the spiritual realm. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's saying, I am the way, so be like me, and you will get there. No man gets here unless they transform, renew their mind, and become like the Christ. There's only one way in there. There's only one path to the truth, and that is through ascension, elevation of your mind. Taking control of your divine self-identity. Taking control. If you don't take control of that, you will forever be lost. In the illusionary tells, the, the, what people, most people call the matrix of how man has created things here. For you to be distracted from who you are. Everything out there that you're seeing, television, music, religion, school systems, political systems, is all created, health systems, all created as one big distraction from who you really are. So let thy mind and let thy eye become single. How do you do that? Be focused on yourself. How do I become the best version of myself? How do I become the best divine manifestation of God? How do I do that? That's the question. How do I bring out those talents? How do I dig in there deep and bring out? And I say deep because they're buried in there deep under all of the illusionary ideas that man has given you. And when I say man, I'm talking about your parents, your grandparents, your sisters, your brothers, your fathers, your husbands, your wife. All these people, you have adopted their idea of what your true identity is. This is why we have such confusion. This is why we got people who say, I'm just going to identify, I'm going to be a woman today. I'm a woman. That's, that's what they're doing now. They're just saying these things without the physical characteristics of a woman. 
Oh. And I, I pretty soon this madness keeps going on, you're going to have people calling themselves dogs. I'm a dog. Bark, bark. Wolf, wolf. Ow. That's what you're going to start seeing. Because the only reason why you're seeing this type of things going on who do not understand their divine self-identity. Just what the confusion is there. So they got so when you when you're off the mark, when you forget who you are, when you don't know who you are, you're going to start identifying with all kind of things. I I promise you, you're going to have people on YouTube and all these other platforms saying, "I'm a dog now. I'm a I'm a monkey. I'm a elephant. I'm a all kind of stuff. I'm a I'm a desk." I mean, some of y'all might find that funny, but it's getting real out there. And why is this happening? There's a powerful energy out there that wants to keep you distracted from yourself. Because as long as you're distracted from who you are, they can feed off you. They can make money off of you. All these causes that come up, Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, Yellow Lives Matter, Dog Lives Matter. When all these stuff pop up, oh, oh, we got Dog Lives Matter now? Let's, let's, let's campaign and run the streets on that one. It's distraction. Because while you're distracted looking at these little things going on, you have not looked at yourself. You're not looking within yourself and working on the power and the divinity with God in you. And that's all they want. That's why they create all of these things. That's why all of these situations come up. That's why Kanye and all of these other issues come up. Kanye, he's wrong. Kanye, he's right. Kanye this, Kanye that. He lost this deal. He lost a billion dollars. Who gives a shit? He's still rich. What are you doing? What are you losing? When you're paying attention to that, what are you losing? Time, number one. Not number one, that's number two. Number one is you're losing focus on your own divine self-identity. Number two, you're losing time because time is what you need to even work on that. You don't have the time it says, the Bible says, keep on the watch because you never know when that day is coming. You have to do a reset. They keep talking about, oh, I can't. What you talking about? Reset. You know the pathway to real life is death, right? You must die to get to life. Christ showed you that. You must die physically to get to life. But if you have not adopted and connected to the Christ mind and divine mind, as the Buddhists and the up Hindus have said, Hindus says the, the Krishna, if you're not elevated to that, then you got to do what you call a reset. See, these people talking about, yeah, the government is about to do a reset, the government reset, this reset, that reset. Oh, that's another distraction. The real reset is you. You will reset and have to do it all over again and try to figure out the true path, the true you. Look for that divine self all over again. Because that's the only job you got. That's the only thing you have is to figure out, figure out and manifest and deliver to the world your divine self-identity. So first, 
you definitely got to die. You definitely got to leave this world to get there. And what I mean by this world, you got to leave this, this dead consciousness, these dead ideas, these dead systems. That's why it's important to get, those, get your affairs in order. Your spiritual affairs in order. Everybody's got to want to do all these other things, but get your spiritual affairs in order. Because you're heading for an individual. See, the reset is not a worldwide reset. It's an individual reset. Now, you got a choice. You could reset on your own by renewing your mind. Reset away from all of these uh, demonic ideals these adversarial thinking and, and, and work towards your divinity. What, what is the choice is yours. That's the reset. Because one day a reset is coming for you on the individual level. So many people are out there trying to save people, save the world. I'm saving this. I'm saving that. Blah, 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 blah. All the saving. The only thing you need to be saving is you. You can't even save your children. You can't save your wife. You can't save your mama, your husband, nobody, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You can't save your own dog. You can only save you. And how do you save you? Is by renewing your mind and elevating it to higher consciousness and realizing that what you're dealing with, what you have, is being delivered to you perfectly on time from your own power of your thinking, your own mental ideas of yourself. There is nothing more than that. There is nothing less than that. That is the sum of the whole of what you're dealing with. And when you break it down to that one singular deal, everything else becomes clearer. The light it's brighter. But truth be told, are you really traveling towards light? The world calls it enlightenment. Remember, you're living in a mirror image. You're really, you're really, you're really traveling towards darkness. Because that's where truth is in the darkness. How did you even get here? Weren't you in darkness of your mother's womb, your mother's divine womb? Wasn't that dark in there? Mm. When do you receive your most divine inspiration? It's always in darkness. I know I do. We hours in the morning in darkness of my eyes. I get divine inspiration. I have the hardest time when the sun is out. But when darkness comes, truth shows up. In closing, check something. In closing, you are the power, the truth, and the light in your life. You are the Christ that you're looking for. You are all that you will ever need. So as there's this old song that says, <laughs> let this little light of mine shine. 
You must see yourself as you wish to be because you must be as you see yourself. And that's not my quote. That's Reverend Ike. There you have it. And before I close out, let me give a shout-out to the people in the chat. Corinne, happy Tuesday. Rasheem Bay, greetings. Abundance to all, he says. The Hindsight Radio, peace, prosperity, and extreme wealth to all. Uh, 75816, peace and love to all. Maxim Moore, indigenous Nolan, said something about happy birthday. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for the donation. Um, He said, uh, for me, October 30th, my son is 31st. Oh, that was yesterday. Peace. Happy birthday to all of them. To you, yourself. Uh, Joshua Mooring. Peace to the God. Peace to you, God. T. King Bay. Peace, everyone. Peace to you as well. Happy solar return. Thank you, my brother. Uh, that's when they were saying, Rashawn Bay, happy birthday. And a Mexican Moore. Child of God, your children are to be your disciples. Yes, yes, yes. But also a prophet is not in his own house. So say your children could be anybody. Oh, speaking best, if religion teaches you to fear that which gives you the power to do all things, make that make sense, you can. They do give you the fear. <laughs> peace, brother, Disciple Ministry, South Carolina. Greg Bunn, peace. Good to see you, my brother. Very like to aggress on the product of some people don't know their connection to the most high. Yes, he did do a great lesson. Um made in his likeness image is where they control how people see their self when they don't know his likeness his image is themselves. Exactly. My sentiments. Rise and shine, family and friends, land of the free, home of the brave. I finish it bad. Thank you, brother, for that. There. Hey, I'm still here if y'all want to talk. It's 804. If y'all don't want to talk to me, call in and be part of the conversation. I will shut it down because that's, that's all I have for y'all today. I had to bring it home. I, I brought it home for y'all. Your divine self-identity. I really want to, you know what I want to do? I want to give thanks to the God in me, the God, the mastermind in me, the mastermind outside of me, to my ancestors for always delivering the words that I need at that time. I don't have, you know, I don't have speech prepared. I write little notes every now and then. What I do is, and I'm back on my game again, I spirits. And right now today, oh, thank you, uh, Corinne, for the glass and Steve. It is. I'm drinking out of my favorite glass. I'm drinking my cha-cha-cha, cha-cha. This is a Russian spirits. Very good. Smooth. My brother put me on it. Yeah. Let's see. 
Let's see, anybody on the phone line? No, y'all don't want to talk to me? Come on now. All right, Jim. I get it. I get it. Maybe next. Excuse me. Maybe next time. Until then, hey, I got a seminar coming up on the 12th, November, 12 days exactly, uh, in Las Vegas. So go to my website, com, and all the details are there. Hope to see you there. Um, I haven't done one in, I did, haven't done one all summer, and I have another one coming up in December. I'll give you the details on that once I put together the flyer. But the, 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 the seminar that is coming up is Las Vegas, Nevada. See you there. I'm most definitely going to be there, and I'm definitely going to that buffet, the Baccarat something. It's in, it's in uh, Caesar's Palace. Um, I'm going to that. I'd love to go to that. I think it's like $75 a person, but it's worth it if you go. So, hey, uh, I'm I'm just about done updating the membership. The prices are going up, um, but prices are going up, but I'm giving more content. I am actually delivering all of the webinars and seminars on my site into the membership if you join. Um I believe I have not raised the price yet. It's still $1,500, I think. That's how much I be. I, I lose it. I, 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 no, it's, right now it's up to $1,999. That's not going to be the ending price. $1,999, all the seminars, webinars included. Um, if you want to be a part of the membership, great thing. Got, a, got many classes in there got three sets of classes, plus we have, I've combined all the groups. We got a lot of meetings. I still got to upload last week's uh, meeting in there. Um, and I'm adding stuff all the time. I'm getting new information all the time. Oh, and most importantly, people are getting their remedy through their recruitment. Okay? I actually got images of the proof. So, but of course, I don't reveal that on um you know public social media i reveal it in my membership so but if you know anybody in the membership just this testimony they'll tell you yeah i'm doing i'm doing this thing. i did it got it uh it was a little slow it was a little slow because irs covid hit slow things down but people they're coming in like the floodgates are open. But anyway, with that being said, let me check the phone lines again. No, nobody want to be in there. And if you want to, I would appreciate this. Really appreciate it. None of what I do is free. It costs me money to keep my blog talk open. It costs me money for this. Um, just, and it costs time to deliver this information. And I think the most information that I could deliver is spiritual transformations, mentally transforming your mind spiritually, because I know that's where it goes. I know that's not popular on YouTube because everybody is gossiping about each other. Everybody wants to talk about the bad stuff. I'm not willing to do that. Yeah, I can have, I can increase my followership tenfold if I went the way of the world. If I went and became a gossiper, then what would that, you know, wouldn't that be disappointing if I went that way? 
A lot of you only listen to me because I don't go that way. Because you know why? Because there's so many other people doing that out there that want to gossip. I was watching this channel, and there there was a guy, he wanted to talk about, you know, they talk about women and how sisters, how bad they are. And he came on with the suggestion that maybe we should talk, bring some balance and talk about some good stuff. Y'all know that that, that idea fell flat. Now, I, I believe his delivery was a little off in how he delivered it. He seemed passionate about it. But he was young and he delivered it, you know, kind of. He didn't realize what his audience was. But there was a panel of three people talking about this guy. They were gossiping. Now we live in a world where men are not masculine anymore. Now gossiping is the thing about men now. They were gossiping about him. He wasn't there to defend himself. And he was saying, oh, yeah, I'm not going to blow up my platform and start going this whole uh, talk about the good stuff. This is actually what this man said. And I would say he's about my age. I'm saying, wow. Money takes over. See, he's putting forth the the, the, the the worldly things. And they talk like that, they're putting forth the worldly things. Yeah, you're going to make money talking about the negative things, the dirtiest things of our people, airing out our dirty laundry. You're going to make money, yes, in this system. But at the end of the, end of the day, spiritual talents have you cultivated through that. Because anytime you come from a space of talking about something or someone, you're going to get that. You know, my wife made me realize something because I shared some videos about some things, and I'm thinking I'm doing my public service, but I'm not really doing a public service when I share videos and when it's talking negatively about our women and our men. I'm not doing a public service. Well, in a way, I am doing a public service. I am just sharing the bad stuff. I'm not sharing how we can do good about it. See, everything is by contract. So if I'm constantly delivering and showing the dirty side of things, then guess what's going to happen to me? I'm going to get the dirty side of things. So, yeah, you know, she had a point. Oh, let's see. That's right. See, King Bay says, like and share. Please like and subscribe and get more like-minded people over here. Because everyone that likes and shares, will, it will connect. This message will connect to people. It will. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm just looking to connect with people who want to receive infinite abundance, receive infinite peace, receive infinite love in their life. They don't want the drama. They don't, they don't want to participate in the worldly things of gossip and putting each other down. I'm not looking for that. I, I, I had a competition with one of those big-time YouTube creators, and he said, yeah, you need to do this if you want to. And, I, and he was right. If I wanted all these millions of followers, I had to do that. Then I had to make a decision. How would I feel if I'm building up material wealth monetary wealth in this current system, in the matrix, and not building up spiritual wealth. That's temporary, because thieves will come in and take it away. Y'all see that brother, the, uh, Kevin Samuels, right? 
He built up a great platform in man's world, and now he's not even here to appreciate it. He's gone. He had like a year and a half. He was he was he was riding a high horse. Now he's gone through a simple thing. It's a heart attack. Not so simple. So, hmm. That that I got. I learned a big lesson from that. I did. I learned a big lesson from that. Speak death. Death will visit you. Speak ill of other people. Ill will will come to you. And all those who believe, I'm just talking about this. You're gonna. They gonna get it too. But if you constantly speak the good, the divine, bring out your divineness nature. What else? What can happen? What all can happen to you? Yeah, will there be obstacles along the way because the negative want to come in and steal your joy and take it away from you? And when I say the negative, that is you, your negative thinking. I'm not talking about something outside of you because you must adopt negative ideas in order for negative to come to you. You must adopt that. You must sign that contract within yourself in order to get it. I thought I was closing out. I took another swig. That's what happened. I took another swig. <laughs> Never fails. Every time I take a swig, I keep going. Take take my last one. Yes. What you give is what you get. What you get is what you gave. <laughs> I know, I know what it hurts. It hits to the gut. No, I gave, I gave that negative thing to somebody, and that's why I'm dealing with it today, Lord. Yes, that's why you deal with it. And let me remind you, I'm not being self-righteous and preaching to you from a place of I'm perfect. No, sir, I'm not. Say that. Go, go ask my wife. She'll tell you. You got some stories to tell you. Oh, trust and believe. She got, y'all wouldn't even, I can't be doing it, what? (laughs) When I preach these messages, I'm only preaching to myself because I need it. That's how I self-correct myself. I have to preach this stuff, but I just want y'all to know y'all are just, eavesdropping, overhearing me talk to myself about what needs to be done within myself. That's it. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's not about me trying to convince you to do anything, because I'm going to be honest with you. What you do and what you decide to do with yourself and how you do it, I quite frankly don't give a damn. And I say that in a loving way. Not that I don't give a damn about you. No, I don't give a damn because you have to live that out yourself. You must experience your own trials and tribulations. And the reason why I don't give a damn because if I'm giving a damn about your trials and tribulations, I'm not handling my own trials and tribulations. Don't take that personal. That's just saying with love that you must go through the same thing. What did Christ say? You must suffer as I have suffered. If you believe in me or you become like me, 
You will suffer. That's it. And what are you suffering? Your own lack of recognition of who your divine self-identity is. That's it. That is it. That's right. Disciples ministry said, carry your own cross. That's all I can carry. Is my, that's only, listen, look at that. That's some powerful words he just said there. Christ had to carry his own cross. Nobody carried that for him. Nobody say, you know what, let me help him carry that. Oh, hell no. They laughed and they mocked and spit on him. They did everything. And that's what's going to happen to you. Your family's going to laugh at you. They're going to mock you. Your friends going to hate on you. That comes with the territory of rising to Christ's consciousness. You're going to be sitting at a table and listen to people talk, and you're going to be saying to yourself, I'm not about to get in there and interfere with these people's path by trying to give them anything other than what they're thinking right now. Because they ain't ready to hear it anyway. Because some of them believe that some of these systems is the only thing that can give them what they need. They don't believe that they already came into the world with what they need. They own divine self-identity. See, they, their divine self-identity is buried within them because they have received years of abusive treatment from the outside world. Yes, it is spiritual abuse when people come in and tell you, you must believe this. You must believe that. You this, you that. You can't do this. You can't do that. You arrest me. That's spiritual abuse. And there is a law against it. There is a law. And you will pay the price. And the law is you reap what you sow. That's it. You reap what you sow. What you think is what it will be. As a man thinketh, so is he. That's it. See, this message, I'm speaking to myself again. Because I, whenever I speak these things, I remind myself of some nonsense, some stupidity that I got myself involved in through a conversation, whatever, that I should have known better. So when... When people ask you, keep you be preaching all this stuff, do you do this stuff yourself? Sometimes no. A lot of times no. I don't. Yeah, I get I do it after I realize that I'm doing something against my own divine nature. And you're gonna receive the same struggle. This is what Christ said. You will suffer, so is me. You will suffer you at your own hand because you will keep getting caught up in negative thinking. Get caught up in not remembering that who you really are. You're going to get caught up in that. And that's just how it can be. But you know what's so powerful about that is as long as you realize that that's what's happening, you can always come out. That's why you have nothing but instant moments of now. Because once you realize right now that you can change it, you can think something different, that's when peace comes. And then peace goes away as soon as you start drifting back into those former thoughts. Let's see. 
Let me check the chat again. All right, people. Man, I said I was closing out one what thirty minutes ago. <laughs> Almost thirty minutes ago. I just went in on again. Thank you. God in me, the God the divine mind of all things, but delivering this message again. Uh the Every message of correction comes to him who hears the call to correction. And blessed is that he that can hear. Yes. Yes. Man, what? Okay. I got to call you out, discipleship ministry. Why are you typing these messages? Why are you not calling in, my brother? Huh? Come on now. See? You typing these these profound messages in the chat. That means that the word is in you. The divinity wants to get out of you. What you holding back for? What you holding back? Are you gonna hold back the talents from the world? You know what happened to that slave that that buried that talent? I mean, I guess you you doing it through the chat. <laughs> I guess you doing it through the chat. Yeah, but hey, they got to hear that voice. The power of the life and death is in what? The tongue. And you giving life-giving words there, my brother. Come on now. I guess I have to I have to lay the foundation. I got to say, I got to remind you of the divinity in you so that you can come and give to the people. Come on, brother. It, it said discipleship ministry, SC. I guess that means South Carolina. Or maybe it means discipleship ministry soul claimer. Oh, or soul connection, huh? Maybe that's what that means. I don't know. Okay, he said give him a minute. He said give him a minute. He coming on. We Listen, I thought I was shutting it down, but the ancestors said, uh, no, 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 brother. You are late because you've been coming on here talking about everything else, and you keep forgetting your calling. Need I remind you, the Spirit said to me today, say, did I remind you that your mission is one thing? Give these lessons of divinity to the people. That's your mission. Yeah, I gave you the unincorporated religious assertion. I gave you how to do the passport to deliver to the people. But everything that you're doing must come back to one thing, God's kingdom. He said he gave his other phone. He said, give me the number. Uh, the number is 563-999. It's right over the screen, 999-3615. And press one when you get Well, you ain't got to press one. You'd be the only one in there. It was a time I used to get 30, 40 people on my calls on Block Up. But since I've been doing YouTube, it's been transformed over there. Everybody's on YouTube listening to me. But I miss dialoguing with people. And I know over the years, back in the day, people used to be, Afraid to talk to me because I just be digging into people. But I promise you, unless you coming with the honest heart, you ain't got to worry about that. Now, if you coming with the games and the nonsense, we gonna talk. I'm gonna I'm I'm check. I'm gonna try to do it in a loving way. Y'all go back and listen to some old blog talk episodes of Truth Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> I was wielding a heavy sword that sword that back then. There he is. There he is. Okay, let's get him over. Let's get him. 
What's going on, brother? All right, peace, peace, brother. Yeah, you go. You peace, on? Peace. You're live. You're live and direct, brother. Yeah, man, I've been enjoying it. I can't help it, bro. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. <laughs> I'm going to cut okay, my other good, phone good. off, and I'll just right. catch it live later. Yeah, I'll catch it live later. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Okay, I'm okay. trying to tell you. You are so live. The echo right now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you're live. Yeah, the man, this is, this is live. You know how the spirit do, bro. <laughs> it, it, I sat on the sideline uh-huh. listening to you, and I said, I was sitting on the sideline listening, and half the things that you were saying, I was thinking. So, really, it was funny because the spirit had to put me in front of you in thought so as I can get it on on live and put it in the comments. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like that that you was doing that, but I said, wait a minute, this brother's breaking this down. He need to come in and deliver it through the the divine voice that God gave you, brother. You know, I take it true. Business. You deliver it. A lot of times, I guess we just make it make it best as plain as I can do it. It was something that I I picked mm-hmm. up a long time ago, being made in His likeness and image, and so. Mm-hmm. Once I began to realize that that even while I was going through the uh, my upbringing in the church, that it just you know uh-huh. I'm like it's just something ain't right. That there's there's more what I'm learning, and so in that I was brought to being made into His likeness and image, learning that the Word was God in the beginning. God was the Word, mm-hmm. and with God was the Word, and wasn't made without God, and then. Mm-hmm. Through that process, I was brought into the whole sonship. What he was showing me through mm-hmm. my life experience was being through the sonship is that uh, religion and the world's perspective on telling me on how to see his likeness and image, like we spoke about or you were saying before, everything came from me first. So I'm speaking from my own experience. That I listen to everyone else mm-hmm. tell me what his likeness and image and how I should model and build myself up, even stepping into the masonry and other things and trying to insert of that likeness and image. To come to find mm-hmm. out that mm-hmm. that I was that likeness and image and that I was God and that that sonship brought me the inheritance of the Father where we are no longer mm-hmm. unbraided. So in my mind, mm-hmm. that me, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, the all in all, everything or whatever, however you want to sum it up, the greatest, power that there is is me. I am that force in this shell. Yes. In this mindset. I am yes. the spiritual being. That's my inheritance as the son of God. And that's right. where my promise and everything else comes from. A lot of times people yes. won't grab the inheritance of sonship and they remain in servitude. Jesus told his disciples if you become a good servant and be a great servant and then I start telling you my my secrets or my mysteries as a servant, then you're no longer my servant, you're my friend. And then, you know, once mm-hmm. that bond grows, you're no longer my friend, you are my brother, and then in the joint inheritance. Mm-hmm. And the inheritance is God, that likeness and image and that self-identity. So with yes. this, as I go through life in this physical experience, I know that the earth and the fullness thereof is mine, so I have no lack. You know, there is no mm-hmm. such thing as there's not enough or I don't there's know no whatever. That, that's it right there. No. You said it. There's no such thing but what, but what, of, of lack. 
is an abundance no. of everything. The only thing you have lack of is the the knowledge and the fullness that forgot about is just true divine self identity. That's it. That's it's it. that simple. And it, and then within that is and, that. So people don't understand by just that itself is the power. Everyone else wants to get and accumulate certain things and get to a certain place within it that performs all the things that are necessary. That That is the promise. And the promise yes. will be fulfilled from that same spiritual being that we're created from. Yes. So that's See, where we get our real true have, power what, from. And we are suffering. I'm sorry, brother. Go ahead and finish what you're going to say. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was finished. Han took another I'm getting to swallow my spirit. You know what that means. I'm getting to swallow my spirit. Now, what we are suffering from is we have adopted so many false ideas of ourselves that we truly lost who we really are. We truly lost what we are doing, what we are supposed to be here to do. There's no lack out there. They're telling you they got water shortages. And I'm going to ask one simple question. How can a planet that's made of 80% water be lacking water? There's no such thing, bro. See, there's no such thing. It's impossible. Now, the only thing why it's a water shortage, it's a water shortage because the government can't deliver it to you. The way they want to get no. it to you. But there is no and, water And on shortage. top of that, and on top of that, the biggest water shortage comes from that individual lacks of knowledge of not knowing. You know how country I am. You ain't got to dig but three right. to four feet anywhere. Anywhere in this earth you can dig three to four feet in the ground and you're going to get water. And if you ain't got it three or four feet, you ain't got to go that, that deep. They dig, they dig way back you said, in the day. Mm-mm-mm. I'm glad you said they that. Well, I know you live, it wasn't nothing, man. So I know you live off a well. Yeah. Right? Am I correct? Yeah. You live off a well. Yeah, I live off so the land at all. It, well, and you live off the land. You hunt? You fish? Why well, yeah. I know? Grow my own product. So, so yeah, we got to go. By the way, we got to go hunt. I got to take them, 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 them ARs out. <laughs> when is their season over? By the way. It's over to the public um, somewhere around in January, but on private land like we have down here, you can hunt anytime. Oh, okay. There's no, re- there's, there's no restriction on private <laughs> you gotta, land. You got to do that, but we're going to make that happen. But Yes, sir. Listen, I know how you live. There's no shortage of food in your house, right? No. Actually, no. you got an abundance. I'm like I, Jesus. The dog the dogs eat off the straps off my table. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you another question. How how often did you have a water shortage and you draw your own water on your own? I don't, you don't you have well. one. You right. don't have one. And how long you been living in the country? My whole entire life. Okay. See, the well don't run dry, bro. I used to have a shop you. in East Over South Carolina. Huh? I used to own a shop. The well in East don't over run South dry. Carolina. They don't. Right. And people been living there for generations off of wells, and they well don't run dry. 
ain't never heard of them you, talk you, about a well run dry. You'll get your septic huh? pump before so your well this, run dry. Right. So where's this water shortage? Only from those you that you deem as God. City managed. When man is in control, there's a water shortage. But when God is in control yeah, ba- with the natural resources, there is no water shortage. And no, when you rely on Baal, that's when you get your water system. shortage. Right. You can know Baal. I'm like Elijah. I go to war with Baal. Uh-huh. So, I said, I'm yeah, not like Elijah. Say, I go to war with Baal. And, and and when you really realize that, hey, you hey, I'm glad it's a water shortage on their part because then I ain't getting poisoned. Right. By that stuff they trying to give right. us. You know, I worked in a chemical yeah. plant and had to disperse all the water from the chemical plant into the city and had to bring the water from the city and clean it up for the uses in the chemical plant. So I know know the inside mm. game. It's not really it's not beautiful, it's chemical. Acidic. Mm-hmm. You have your base and you have your city. Yes. You, play with you have a Bringing city it back to water shortage. Let's call it what it is. It's a city water shortage. That's the shortage. Because mm-hmm. they, they clean it up and put all that stuff in there. But a natural coming out of the ground, around the world, there ain't no water shortage. See, it's all how mm-hmm. you see it. See, when you connect it to the, to the earth, when you connect it to your divine self, you see through all of these illusions that's being created. You see? See, anytime you live in the city limits, they don't want you even digging your own well. They'll find you. You know, in the in the city limit, charge you for rain runoff on your property. <laughs> yes, yes. They charge you for God's water coming out the sky well, you running off your control. property. <laughs> it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Right, bro. <laughs> All right, brother. That's all I got to say. Unless you got some more to share. No, I don't have too much more to share, bro. Or just this: if, if whoever, however, hears the message, you got to figure out your self identity for yourself. You are your own fingerprint. You are your own atom, made in God's likeness and image to do your job. No matter where you're located in this whole thing, we call a body. If you're an eyeball, if you're a finger, if you're exactly. a toe, if you're part of the, the organs or whatever, do your job by wanting to grow more in the knowledge. That's our job, to grow more and more until we can't grow no more without the want for greed of knowledge, but for the necessity of knowledge. And you're right. only going to get what you're going to get, your rightful proportion through your experience. Experience is the teacher right. no one's want. But the only person or the only thing that can teach anyone anything. So there you go. Go get your experience, mm-hmm. get your knowledge, right, find bro. out for yourself. Love you. Love everyone. Yeah. Peace. All right, man. Peace. Peace. Thank you for joining in. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, everybody. That is it, man. I think, man, at 838 was the last time I went to 838. Getting like the old days of hindsight. All right, but I only talk, you know, when I really get into the messages like this, that's how come I go longer. But anyway, everybody, um, I want to say to you, peace, prosperity, and extreme wealth to all. See you till next time. 